Yeah, Sedano and Cap on a Wednesday afternoon here on 710 ESPN. Yeah, the Dodgers won 7-2, and we're all going to get prepped up for tomorrow night, Game 5, for all the marbles, once and for all. Two teams, toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano, the exact same number of wins, the statistics that are dead on, these two teams are completely even, and we'll certainly get to that as the afternoon goes on. But let's start off with this Mexican Coke situation. Ladies, Laura, that was so sweet of you. You sweet. brought the Mexican Coke mm-hmm. for Lindsay. Can, can you tell us, did you go out of your way to find it? Did you just happen to go into a store and go, oh, Mexican Coke. I remember I should pick some up. I mean, what happened? All right. So definitely did not go out of my way to find it because we are in Los Angeles. And there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of stores like El Super, El Superior, Northgate. You know, Vallarta, like you can just go in and grab one. Now, I did have to go, you know, gas is a little expensive right now. So I went to Sam's Club to get gas and I saw Superior and I was like, yo, totally going to pull over, grab a few Cokes, grab one for Lindsay, grab one for Briones. Momo had one and Taylor had one and I brought a Sprite for Greg. I don't drink soda, so I had a agua de limón, uh, de pepino y limón. All right. Okay. All right, so just by the way, because now you got me thinking here. So you went to Sam's Club, you said, for gas, right? Yeah, just gas, man. I ain't nobody got time to go into the store because it's I, crazy. <laughs> I feel you. How much you pay for gas there? Three eighty nine, Dude, oh my God. Win for you. Yes. I paid three eighty nine the other day at a Costco for gas, mm-hmm. and then I went to a different Costco to get gas on another day, and it was like four oh nine. And I said, wait. Did gas prices go up by 20 cents in the last couple of days, or was it just one Costco to another Costco? I don't know about the rest of you guys. I will literally track Costco's on the freeway as I drive back and forth between <laughs> L.A. and San Diego. I will, I will. To me, getting gas at Costco is like beating the system. Oh, so yeah. I'm with you, sister. I, I mean, I have a Costco card, too. It's just kind of it was on the opposite side of where I needed to be. But what I have found out because I also have another job, and it's in Culver City. Their Costco gas is more expensive than the one towards my house. So I think it does matter, uh, for, uh, like, city-wise, where you are. Yeah. So, okay, so you stop at Sam's, you get gas, and you got these Mexican Coca-Colas. Now, mm-hmm. I saw your video yep. on Twitter when you delivered the one bottle of Mexican Coke mm-hmm. to Lindsay. Yes, sir. Lindsay, have you cracked it open? Are you ready to give it a try here this afternoon live on the air? I mean, I really want your reaction because it's a different kind of Coke. Um, I mean, I don't I don't I haven't drank pop in geez, I don't know how long, probably a few years, but I would like to try it because it's not that I don't enjoy pop, because yes, I call it pop. Um it's just I know. love that by the way, that you call it pop. I, I will try it on the air. I need to we need to wait for Sedano because yep. he's uh he was really, really excited about this. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try it on the air. Try okay. some, some Mexican Coke okay. slash pop. All right. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Because <laughs> when it sounds like... Anyways, yeah, Mexican yeah. Coke. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> some Coca-Cola. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, it's funny that you call pop, pop. I call pop soda. Mm-hmm. I've always called it soda my whole life. And uh, there was like one period of time where somebody's like, no, man, pop. I'm like, no, not pop, soda. Mm-hmm. You know? you know what the best, the best, I swear to you, when I was little, because I used to drink a lot of soda when I was little, but the best soda is in a little plastic bag with a straw. When my mom used to take us to Mexico, that's how they sell them over there. So they, they have these bottles that I brought Lindsay. They open it and they 
instead of putting it in a cup, they put it in like a little Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. and then they would tie it, put a put a straw in the mid, like put a straw and then tie it with the rubber band, or you would just have to hold it, and that's how we would drink our soda. And I used to love that. So when I came back, like when we would travel back and forth, I would do it. My mom's like, "You have cups here," and I was like, "They have <laughs> cups over there too. It just tastes better." Okay, leave me alone. So that I love that. I don't drink soda anymore, but I would drink it like that. All of this happened because yesterday afternoon, the conversation started with tacos and ketchup on tacos. And ladies, let me tell you something that happened to me today. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, it immediately popped into my head about ketchup and tacos. Tacos. My daughter came home after school today and she um, she asked me if I wanted anything. She was stopping by the grocery store. So I said, yeah, you know, I'd like a sandwich if you don't mind. She said, yeah. So she picked up a sandwich for me. And today, apparently, at the local Sprouts nearby my house is like, I want to say $5 sushi rolls or something like that. So she was stopping to get some some rolls. So she comes home and she said, Dad, do we have any... Um, uh, what's the hot sauce with the green top on it? With It's the red sauce with the green top. What's that? Sir, uh, sriracha, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, I want some sriracha on my sushi. And I'm like, I don't think we have any sriracha. Why don't you just put tapatio on it? Oh, and God. as I said that, tapatio on sushi sounds as, like, as bad as ketchup on a taco. But tapatio on a taco isn't good either, Cap. <laughs> well, I just like tapatio on everything. Really? Yeah, I love it. I need to bring you some of my mom's homemade salsa. Mm-hmm. Cuando, like she, I was about to start speaking in Spanish. When she makes it with the molcajete, mm-hmm. oh, so good. So good. <laughs> I, uh, tapatio on sushi rolls didn't sound good. But then again, they were, you know, grocery store sushi rolls. So it's not like it's like the most authentic thing in the world. So throwing mm, a little yeah. tapatio on sushi rolls. Come on, I could do that. No, you can't. I, I mean, honestly, for me, I'm really picky with sushi Mediterranean food and of course Mexican food. Mm. I can't do it anywhere. I'm super picky. I'm feeling you. All right. Yeah. So we will wait on Sedano then for the opening of and the taste test of the Mexican Coca Cola. Not just Mexican Coke, Mexican Coca Cola. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll wait for Sedano. Sedano will join us here shortly. Um, let me start off with this though, everybody. The Dodgers last night over the Giants. And one of the things we talked about as we were heading off the air yesterday afternoon was who's going to come up big. And for me, and this is what I said yesterday on the air, um, I really wanted to see who would come up in, in a situation and perform. Albert Pujols was one of my guys. Cody Bellinger was the other. And Bellinger went two for four last night. So for a guy that so many Dodger fans wanted to give up on during this season, this is the beauty of when a manager or a coach still shows confidence in a player. When a player is losing confidence because he or she is not succeeding time and again, but a coach or a manager is like, you're going back out. You need more at-bats. You need to keep on shooting. When you have a manager or a coach who just continues to show confidence, and you might be driving around right now going, well, they didn't have a whole lot. I mean, they had to kind of stick with Bellinger. They had opportunities to use other guys at other positions at times. Bellinger's a guy, though, given his resume, you got to keep throwing him out there, you got to keep putting him in the batter's box, and you got to wait for him to have a night like he had last night. So that was my thought yesterday afternoon. 7-2 to is the final score, and we all get set now for Thursday night, taking this thing back to San Francisco. And I will just tell you this. It is fascinating to look at the Dodgers and the Giants right now. 
do you girls realize that these two teams, mm -hmm. if you look at the tail of the tape, if this were a boxing match, this would be, you know, the third of a trilogy. One guy won one fight, one guy won the other fight, and now here we go for all the marbles. That's where we are because this is the first time these two teams have ever met in the postseason. For the storied history of the rivalry between the Giants and the Dodgers, this is the first time these two teams have ever met in the postseason. And if you look at the tail of the tape, do you know that both of these teams now sit at 109 wins for the year? Did you know that? I do now. Both teams. This, I mean, now to, we know. Yeah, to me, I, I'm just, I find it to be fascinating because San Francisco won 107 during the regular season. The Dodgers won 106. The Dodgers had to win a game against St. Louis in the wild card, so that made it 107. And they've both split so far. Both teams have 109 wins right now. One game is the difference between these two teams after 162 regular season games, mm -hmm. and now... Both teams have 109 wins. In very Sedano and Cap fashion, Lindsay doesn't believe you, so she's checking on stats. I love it. <laughs> no, I just, I just think I know that they they've met at some point in the postseason in the past. Okay. But carry on with your tale of the tape. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Let me know if if I'm inaccurate in that in that that they've never met in the postseason. Let I'm me know. Just Fact excited me. for my team. I was very, I was sweating, sweating. I don't want to say the other word, but it was bad and we got the win. And now we just have this game going on and I think we're going to pull it off. Like it's not going to be easy, but we got it. But, but this is the, to me, this is what is so exciting now about this game five. I was the guy that was telling everybody, I hate the one game wild card because why should 162 games during a regular season come down to just one game? Dodgers won. I'm sure that St. Louis fans don't think it's a very good system. Dodger fans probably do. But now, with this two games to two games split right now, both teams have 109 wins. The Dodgers team batting average is 244. The Giants is 249. The Dodgers have hit 237 home runs. The Giants, 244. The team ERA for the Dodgers is 3.01. For mm -hmm. the Giants, it's 3.24. And both teams have 56 saves. The numbers are, like, right on. Identical. They 109 wins to 109 wins. <laughs> Batting average, the same. Home runs, virtually the same. ERA, almost exactly the same. Saves, exactly the same. These two teams, it all comes down to just one game. And it'll happen Thursday night. We'll be talking about it as the afternoon goes on. we got a lot of other stuff we want to get to as well this afternoon, including the Lakers' big three. They make it onto the floor together, although it was not a victorious night in preseason basketball for the Lakers. And we'll talk about that on the way and so many other things that we're going to get to as the afternoon goes on. We're just getting rolling. Don't go anywhere. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
See, this to me is one of the best Michael Jackson songs ever. This is one of those so songs good. that on a Saturday night, I'm getting ready to go out. I'm by myself. I'm shaving, putting a little product in my do. And uh, if this song is on, I am jamming and tearing it up. And I'm looking in the mirror and I'm saying to myself, mm -hmm. you got moves, kid. No, you don't, though. I know, but don't you understand that in my own mind as I'm looking at that, I'm looking in the mirror and this song is playing and mm -hmm. I'm jamming. I'm telling myself that I got moves. <laughs> I mean, that's true. There's certain songs that you hear them and you're like, yo, I got this. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and Michael Jackson makes you feel like you got it. Then you start dancing and you're like, I totally don't got it. But it's okay. Yeah. In your mind, you had it. Yeah, well, exactly. That's exactly the point. Kind of like the mind. Giants and how they feel like they got it. But you know, Dodgers are going to come through. Just saying. Well, listen, I will tell you this. I, I put a poll out earlier today and just to kind of get a sense of what everybody was thinking. Um, game five of the NLDS heads back to San Francisco, tied it to a piece. One game. Who's going to advance? By right the way. Now, yeah. So I want to jump in and, and let you know that. So I was not wrong about the Giants and the Dodgers facing each other in the mm -hmm. postseason. Mm -hmm. But it was when they were the Brooklyn Dodgers. So this this was in 1951, and I guess they faced each other in the uh, in a thrilling three-game playoff. Okay. Back so, in 1951. So the L.A. Dodgers have never played the San Francisco Giants in the postseason, Correct. but the Brooklyn Dodgers did? Yes. Okay. So do, do we both get half right, half So we're wrong? both right. Yeah, we're both okay. right. All right, all right. Both, both of both you guys right. are right. Okay, we're both right. Hey, look, I, I've got it this way so far. 65% um, of people who voted in my poll have said they think the Giants are going to win. Now, I got called out on Twitter by a lot of Dodger fans who said, well, who do you think's voting in this poll, smart guy? It's all your Padre followers. So sure I that. agree with that. I, I actually buy that. I think that's legit. I think a lot of Padre fans that follow me on Twitter mm -hmm. that are Dodger haters are voting for the Giants, yep. not not necessarily because they think the Giants are going to win, just because they're hoping that the Dodgers lose. Yep. But you yeah, know what? I'll buy that. You know what, Cap? I Tell don't me. believe that. So I want L.A. to call because I want to hear Dodger fans say, we got this. So you should give them the number, and I just want to know how the people feel. Well, I do too. I mean, I think that uh, right now, are you nervous? Are you confident? Because I'll just tell you this, going into the one-game playoff against St. Louis – I was really nervous for the Dodgers. Uh, for as much as I heard, we've got Scherzer, and it's no problem. Don't be such a scaredy cat. I was nervous about that game. And as far as this series was concerned, I'm like, well, look, San Francisco, I think a lot of Dodger fans, and I saw Bill Plaschke today on Around the Horn say, I'm just starting to realize how good the, the Giants are. Yeah, because most of us weren't expecting it, and frankly, we just kind of all thought at some point they'd collapse. They did not. And now here we are, 162 games, 107 wins for the Giants, 106 wins for the Dodgers. And as we stand here today, both teams have 109 wins on the year. And mm -hmm. the tale of the tape is they are exactly even going into this final game. That, that is how close these two teams are to one another. I mean, literally, all the stats, number of saves, team ERA, home runs, wins, everything says these two teams are exactly even. So the Giants had a one-game lead to win the division. 
Are they one game better than the Dodgers? We'll find nah. out Thursday night. Are the Dodgers going to be able to make up the one game that they could not when they go toe-to-toe and head-to-head with the Giants? Yeah, Dodger fans, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. If you want to jump in this afternoon, you got the numbers. Laura, you're feeling or sounding really confident. I am. I mean, look, we have a good team, and I've said this Many, many times we weren't going to sweep. So I heard Greg talk about that with Travis and Slee. It's like, no. And me and Slee were talking about it. Like, this is a really good team that they're facing, but I have faith in my team. And I know my team will pull through. And I think it was Taylor who said, we are best when our backs are against the wall. And they are. And they've proven that. So am I scared? Yes. I'm not sitting here like I'm 100% confident they're going to win. But if I had to put percentages, I'm like 95%. But there's that 5%. But I think we got it. All right. Now that is a confident Dodger fan right yeah, there. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Again, these two teams, Dodgers 109 wins, Giants 109 wins. Team batting average for the Dodgers, 244. For the Giants, 249. Home runs, Dodgers 237, Giants 244. Team ERA, Dodgers 3.01, Giants 3.24. Saves, 56 to 56. Virtually, completely even. Yeah, the Giants hit seven more home runs. And yeah, the Dodgers team ERA is just slightly better. And maybe the Giants team batting are just, uh, just a couple points. But seriously, these two teams both have 109 wins. It was a one-game difference between the Giants to the Dodgers to win the division, which forced the Dodgers to play against St. Louis, which is why they have that extra win. And now both teams, at this time of the year, both share the same win total at 109 wins. So this is what everybody wanted to see mm-hmm. all season long. This was the Giants and the Dodgers. That's a real rivalry. Let's see what happens when these two teams go head-to-head. Here they are, game five, winner take all, loser go home. Man, it does not get any better than this. Am I right? You know what, though? It's going to be great for the Giants because they're going to be home when they lose. So ain't going to travel that far. Well, and, and wasn't that what the Giants were thinking last night? Like, let's knock these guys out and let's do it on their home field. But it didn't happen last night because one of the things we talked about yesterday afternoon is score and score early. The Dodgers did that. They got an excellent pitching performance out of Walker Bueller. Yeah, it was only four and a third, but he only gave up three hits. He did have four strikeouts. And when the team absolutely needed him to perform on three days rest, he was able to do it. The bullpen came in, uh, pitched really well. And listen, last night, San Francisco's bats were not, they were not alive. Not the way, like the Dodgers the night before who had nothing. And so 7-2 to is the final score, and here we go. We go into Game 5, and this is it. You know, I hated the one-game wild card where it's all on the line with just one game. This one I can live with. It's a five-game series. Dodgers took two. Giants took two. Winner of five takes it all, and the loser, like I said, goes home. So I don't know. I don't know how confident I am, to be honest. I mean, I think, you know, the home team, little home cooking, San Francisco weather, their fan base – I mean, advantage goes to the Giants at home, but can the Dodgers go on the road facing elimination yet again and find a way to win as they have so many times over the last couple of years? 
All right, let me take a couple of calls here. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Mondo in Santa Barbara. What is going on today, Mondo? It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. What's up, Mondo? Hey, how you guys doing? I think the – man, it, it is a tough one. It's a nervous game. And, man, almighty, I was at the wild card game, but this game, like you said, it, it now that's the five games. I, I think they're going to win the Dodgers. You know, it, I, I can't – I can't say it's a hundred percent, but JT is going to come out of that little slump he's in, and I want to ruin San Francisco. I just want to get these, let them know that we are the better team, and this time we are going to get them. What do you think? I like it, man. I like it. Love I, it. I like the energy. I I also like the. I'm not a hundred percent. But I'm really confident, like 95%. So I'm at least putting in there this 5% that maybe, possibly, it doesn't quite work out our way. But I'm 95% sure they're going to win. Yeah, we can't give it 100% because we're delusional of you're giving it 100%. But over 90, 95, I think it's a good percentage. Not because it's mine, I'm just saying. All right. Leaves an open line for you. Thanks, Mondo and Santa Barbara. Appreciate the call. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-ESPN. Three seven seven six. What is your confidence meter right now in the Dodgers going to San Francisco and winning on Thursday night? This is Mitch in New Jersey, who's a great listener to seven ten. Must use the ESPN app. What's up, Mitch? How you doing today? How are you guys? Thanks for taking my call. Good shows always. Uh, hurry gracias. up, Georgie. Um, I first of all, I don't like this one game, and it should be best at seven. But it was game five, game seven. It's still be a, I, I'm still a little nervous. I think the offense is going to come through. And I hope, and I think uh, Corey and Trey will, will come up big tomorrow and they get re-signed next year, especially Corey. I don't want to see him walk away. Thanks yeah. for taking my call. You got it. Enjoy your show. All right, man. Right on. Love your show, dude. Um, yeah, Corey Seager last night, two for five. Uh, Trey Turner last night, two for five. And, you know, it's funny you say that, Mitch, because I think most of us assumed – that when Trey Turner was traded to the Dodgers, that indicated the end of Corey Seager's time with the Dodgers. And as much as we've talked about what would you do with Clayton Kershaw, especially watching him walk off the mound for the final time at Dodger Stadium, gripping that baseball, knowing subconsciously like this might be it. And maybe it was conscious. Maybe, you know, because he said afterwards he, he didn't even realize he was holding onto the ball. But what would you do with Kershaw? The bigger question, I think, is what would you do with Seager? Because the assumption is that Turner moves over, Trey Turner moves over to shortstop and Seager's expendable. But Seager's one of those guys I would hate to see just walk out of here with nothing. You know, the Dodgers don't get anything. He just walks away as a free agent. I would love to see the Dodgers re-sign Corey Seager. All right, what do you want to do next, Laura? Where are we going here? Who's the next caller? We can go to Fabian in Anaheim. All right. Fabian, what's going on, man? Hey, how you going? How you doing, guys? Yo. Whoa. I think that we have that 95% just like you guys. We got Urias pitching tomorrow. Um, I think that he's going to come in pretty confident. And you know what? We didn't get this win because I can already hear all my Angel fan buddies and my Padre fan buddies because when we lose, my phone goes off the hook, and we need to get this W. Because mm, <laughs> champions have haters, bro. That's what it is. Well, you know Angel fans would love to see the Dodgers fall. You especially know Padre fans would love to see the Dodgers fall flat on their face. So, yeah, I mean, listen, it's an exciting game. Uh, 
you know, you mentioned Julio Urias and and the situation that a young man comes into with the kind of year that this kid has just had. But this isn't Scherzer, this isn't Bueller, this isn't Kershaw. This is a young guy who's had a monster season. And uh, let's see. I mean, he's got the, the weight of the entire franchise on his shoulders. And it's going to be an exciting game tomorrow night. All right, coming up, we want to get into NFL MVP talk because you know what? A um, couple quarterbacks right here in town are on the list, and everybody's focusing in on these guys. We'll talk about that on the way. Stick around, everybody. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. <laughs> I know exactly which one he's not reading, Georgie. Oh, I bet. I bet. I'll, although, you know, he couldn't help himself with the National Fossil Day with you. You know, I just was about to text my dad and tell him. Uh, my dad's in Florida. He's in his 70s. And I was just going to tell him today is National Transfer Money to Your Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't asked my dad for money in a really long time, but given that it's a holiday, maybe he should transfer me some money. Now, Even also, if it's just a dollar, right, for right, old time's sake. Right, and I really want my son to not know that today is national transfer oh, yeah. money to your Sunday because yeah, really that's all I do is transfer money to that guy. Right, right, absolutely not. Yeah, you don't want that to be the case. Uh, so, anywho, um, what are we cooking here with uh, calls? Sorry I'm a little late. I had a uh, minor emergency to deal with, so I'm, uh, I'm all good now. Everything is fine. Uh, you know, nothing uh, too crazy, but... Uh, Sometimes you got to do things and you got to take care of things on the home front. Mm-hmm. So, uh, nonetheless, uh, so where, where, where do we want to start? Because I know that yesterday we talked a lot about Mexican Coke, as in Coca Cola, get your mind out of the gutter. Right. And uh, Laura had mentioned she would bring some to Lindsay because Lindsay had never tried. Now, Lindsay, 
Uh, is said Coca-Cola there? Has Laura, did you bring her the Coca-Cola? It's here. Yeah, I did. Okay. Now, Lindsay, are you ready to try this? Yes, uh, but I think, I think I need Briones to come in here and open it for me because it's like an old-fashioned... Oh, it's got like a Girl, bottle opener type can, deal. You can use the, Your the punch hold or thing. I don't know how to oh. do that. The side holder. of a desk? Not no. using my teeth. Briones is here. No. You oh, have no. a uh, you <laughs> have <laughs> bottom of a yeah, flip Yeah, because you know Briones thinks he also works here half the time mm. for the show. So right. I love him. Yeah. Somewhat. Well, I mean, listen, a lot of people want to be part of this show. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that is true. It does seem to be quite a, a ensemble show. all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. But see, the, the key here is that Briones loves to drink beer. And yeah. he has two. So he knows how to open some bottles. Yeah, yeah for sure. Exactly. Probably See, I'm not like a, a beer drinker, so I don't open mm. bottles without a bottle opener. So. Does anybody carry a bottle opener like on their keychain? I used to I used when to. I was younger mm. all yeah. the time. Yes. Uh, I used to have a pair of flip-flops. I think they were Reef-branded flip-flops, I think. Oh, and my uncle bottom, has those. Yeah, on the bottom of the flip-flops, there's a bottle opener. Yes, you know? those are very clever. That's pretty convenient. Yeah, that's pretty convenient. All okay, right. so it's open now. Okay, okay. so let's give, it a, let's give it a swig and tell She's us what you think. She's about to drink it. All right, she's trying it's to good. pop. She's trying pop. It's pretty good. I mean, she says it's good, and her I face mean, I'm seems just, like I haven't had good. pop in a really long time, so. I just love pop. that she says pop. When was the last time you had soda? <laughs> I don't know, probably a couple years ago. <laughs> probably at least a year. <laughs> is there a differentiation between soda and pop, or is it all well, the same? No, it's all the so same. The, it's all the same. The I mean, different... it's good. I just, I guess yeah. it's it's very sweet, I will so, say. So, you know why? Because they use cane sugar mm-hmm. as opposed to that high fructose syrup crap that they throw in all the other stuff. So, it's actually natural is what it, it is. That's that's the difference. Definitely a sweeter taste. The Mexican Coca-Cola in the bottle that actually comes from Mexico versus just American standardized, you know, uh, you know, just it's just different. It's just it's, it's a much sweeter soda. They're telling me it's not called pop. It's ref, refresco. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's refresco. right. It's called refresco. Oh, damn, that was pretty good. <laughs> I just love it when Briones yells things in the background and you just hear him off mic, so it's like yeah, one of my favorite I things I know. He, he, he secretly really wants to be yeah. part of this show and cheats on Mason yeah. in Ireland all the time. He is definitely cheating on Mason <laughs> in Ireland all the time. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so, um, speaking of which, we have a funny Mason in Ireland story for next hour. Oh, my <laughs> God. Do we have a funny Mason in Ireland story for you next hour? You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, so anyway, so great. I heard it all play out live on the radio because I was riding. Same. I was, I was I was driving today to my dentist, you know, and I'm going to the dentist because all this talk about sugary sodas. I was getting my teeth cleaned today. I don't think my hygienist did a very good job. Just by the way, this is the first time I've ever had this hygienist. I'm like, that's it. It's done. She's like, yeah. I'm like, there's no blood. There's no pain. What's wrong here? I want it to hurt. I want there to be blood everywhere. There's nothing. That means Except she's I was, good. I'm, I don't know. I was drooling all over myself. I was a mess when I left the dentist today. Wow. Yeah. But I heard all this play out live on the air. So what we're going to get to later, George, I heard it all go down. And I went, oh, this is just ready. We're, we're going to have fun with this today. And then you guys all tore it up. So we'll have some fun with it for sure. So, Linz, does it get your seal of approval is my question. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, if I were a pop drinker, I would definitely seek out the Mexican Coca-Cola. Refresco. Refresco, yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I had the other day that was really good? I haven't had it in years. Yeah. By the way, do you know what refresco means, Kaplan? Re- is it refreshing? Y- refreshment. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, I was able to put that together. I had a Dr. Pepper the other day. When was the last time you had a Dr. Pepper? Probably 
20 years ago. I used to have a oh serious Dr. Pepper addiction. Well, it was Me Diet too. Dr. Pepper, and oh. I used to go through probably a case of it a week back when I was in Ooh, high school. girl. Yeah, it was bad. Diet Dr. Ooh. Pepper. Because Diet Dr. Pepper, I think like any diet pop, it makes you want to drink more of it, right? That's what they say, like mm-hmm. the ingredients in it. Instead of feeling, you know, satisfied if you're drinking one, it makes you want to drink another one. Drink a lot of it. Mm. It's kind of like uh, what, what they say about like lip stuff. You know, like I always walk around with this Aquaphor, which I used to use on my kids behinds when they were little babies. But now I use it for my lips and I can't go anywhere without it. And I'm addicted Mm. to it all day long. I probably apply this stuff 30 times a day. It's actually really bad for you. Uh, Aquaphor? Like chapstick. Is it really? Yeah, chaps. So super deviating with the pandemic and the mask. I my lips were getting really, really swollen. So people actually thought I had lip fillers where I literally had to tell people, no, it's a reaction to whatever. And I was getting I was putting on chapstick so much that my dermatologist said, stop. You're actually killing your own lips ability to moisturize themselves. Right. It's making it worse. So they're getting drier. So don't do it. Whoa. You know what I think is I think that after I had covid, uh, my breakthrough case, I think that the Aquaphor was the metallic taste that I kept tasting in my mouth. Remember, I was complaining for like weeks afterwards. I'm like, I don't know. I'm fine. But man, I'm like, I don't know. There's this metallic taste in my mouth. I actually think it is like the petroleum jelly of the Aquaphor, I think. But I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to it, so I can't stop using just it. Just stop. It's hard. Just I mean, you can just stop. Stop. Though. <laughs> it's yeah. hard, though. No willpower, Cap. I know. No, it's bad. <laughs> I know, really is. So, all right. So you like the soda or pop, rather? You like yeah. the Coke? There you go. I was jealous. I haven't had soda in like five years, and I saw like the Fanta and the Jarritos. Like when Ooh, I went to get them, Fanta I know. Greg got a spray, and I'm just like, "Ooh, I want one," but I'm like, "No." So I ended up getting un um, un agua de de pepino con limón. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so good. But I'm mm. like, I that's. Mm. I saw the refre- the Fanta one, the orange one. Yeah, the orange See. Fanta. See, <sighs> it just looks so good. It's muy bien. But, I mean, you can have a sip. You can have the rest of mine because I won't drink it. No, girl, I can't have soda. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. Did I'm you sip like, off the bottle or did you put it in a glass? No, I drink it out of the bottle. But okay, I'm, you well. know, I have a cup here. Whatever, you know. I'm just saying, I'm not going to drink the rest because, like I said, I appreciate I'm not a pop drinker. But I appreciate it. It's good, good, good experiment, I guess. <laughs> so it's a first step in in you trying to. Enhance your taste buds. Supposedly, yeah, even though there's nothing wrong with my taste buds. (laughs) I mean, nothing wrong, yes. No, they're anglicized, though. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, All right, so here's the deal. Uh, So now we know Linz has has gotten the seal of approval. I want to get into a couple of different things. I know you guys are talking about the Dodgers. Let's kind of continue that conversation here coming up in a second. I also want to get to the Lakers last night because LeBron Mm -hmm. said something very specific uh, about this team yesterday that I want to dive into. So we got all that coming up. Uh, plus, uh, Lindsay has given us, I think, which is, I think is a topic that everyone listening to this show, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, can relate to. Okay. I'll tell you that that is also coming up this hour. Uh, well, maybe not, maybe next hour, early next hour, cause we're a little crunched on time here. Uh, so nonetheless, we'll get to all that. Don't go anywhere. Action packed show for you. Full show too, which hasn't happened in a while. So we got a full show till seven o'clock tonight. So make sure you keep it locked with us here all afternoon long and your drive home. So there you go. 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> I mean, he's right, right? Of course he's right. Man, damn. I mean, she's, you know, a princess, to be honest with you. Ashanti. I mean. She's a princess? Mm. I mean, not really a real princess, but like, you know. She's an amazing artist, is what I would say. I don't use the word princess very often, but I do use the word queen quite a lot lately. Where I don't know like, if she's a queen, oh. though. No, 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 no. Because I say, what's up, queen? Like, my my daughter calls me queen all the time. <laughs> she's like, what's up, queen? I'm like, hey, what's going on, queen? Like, so we call each other queen a lot yeah. around here lately. Okay. <laughs> she was dubbed the princess of hip-hop and R&B, but for me, that was all. that's always going to be Aaliyah. Mm. Right, 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 right. You know, not to be confused, obviously, Aaliyah is no longer with us. May she rest in peace. But, yeah, um, Ashanti, you know, I mean, early 2000s, I mean, <laughs> few were rocking more than she was at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, those first couple of albums She's were, a baddie. were, were producing major hits. Major baddie. Yeah. Kat, she uh, teamed up with uh, Ja Rule quite a bit. Yeah, right, when they yep. did that song, Happy. See, so you do know. See, there you go. Did you just Google that? I did. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Fine, that's that's totally one. fine. Look totally, at that. Totally Love not it. even the best one. But do you yep. know the song? Um, like you couldn't sing it. Like it goes like, I think it goes like, it's like, hey, I'm happy. How about you, Ashanti? And then she's like, yes, me Just too, Ja Rule. Exactly like that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you broke Sedano, Cat. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God! Please people- cut that up and just let's play that all day. I, I don't want to play anything else but that. <laughs> just that clip of a me- of us asking him what it was, and then him breaking out some song that I don't know what the hell it was. <laughs> but it's this song. That's what I said. Yeah, don't think so. It's pretty close. But uh, but but your rendition was definitely um, interesting. Is what I would call it. There's so. their big song was always on time. That was like the big Ja Rule Shanti yeah. song. That yeah. was like middle school for me. Such a good song. Yeah. Mm. Ay ay mm. Yeah. Uh. Ay 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 ay. Yeah. My goodness. Uh. My goodness. Is this a Shanti and Ja Rule? This is the song you were just singing. Yeah, no, I know this song really well. Clearly, I mean, obviously, this is happy. The song. Right. Happy birthday, Ashanti. What's up, girl? What's up, my queen? No, no, no. No? No? Uh, Good Lord. Yeah, we need to play that back a million times over today. But anyhow, um, (laughs) I don't even know where I wanted to go anymore. Like, I'm, like, completely lost. But anyway, let's talk about the Lakers real quick. Yeah, Um, go ahead. So, yesterday... Did you LeBron. watch this game last night? Did you watch this? 
I did watch a little bit of it. Yeah, I had right. it on on a second screen. All right. And um, I was, you know, big screen was on the Dodgers, mm-hmm. second screen on the Lakers. Okay, I just want to tell you that for me, I was sitting at a junior college or community college soccer game last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. And that I was sitting there at the game, and I had the Dodger game on my phone. So I had, like, real life in front of me, and I was yeah. cheering my, my head off for my daughter who's on the field. Right. And I was watching the game. On my phone, and I thought to myself, should I leave the Dodgers Giants game and go over to the Lakers game? And then I thought, who's how do I get the Laker preseason game on my phone? I wasn't sure, so I want. I, mean, I have soccer. the NBA app, so I mean, I can do that. But, yeah, you know, and I and my on, and I also have my Directv app, right? So I can just go to that. I don't think yeah. I can get on the NBA app because it's blacked out because of you know whatever. But I think on I my Directv app. I could, yeah, I probably could have used it on my Spectrum app, but nonetheless, I was watching soccer in front of me, George. Uh, humble brag here for a second. I sent you my daughter's goal from the game the other I day. I did. It was right? excellent. Thank you. Three Top games shelf. in a row. Right. Yeah. Three games in a row, three game winners for my kid. How about that? Wow. That's yeah. impressive. She's doing good. I mean, you know, we now know that the, uh, the uh, you know, the kicking genes have worked out well in the family, though unfortunately those genes haven't lasted for very long for you. you know? Right. I know. And, and, yeah. and I don't know where she got the speed gene from, but it wasn't for me. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, Siobhan Principal Roberts is uh, tweeting me saying, calling Ashanti an amazing artist is sort of an overstatement. Uh, She definitely had bangers with rappers Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s. I mean, she had, I looked it up just a few minutes ago. I have now since closed the window uh, or the tab, but she had like a couple of pretty. She had bangers. Hits. Like, I mean, there were better artists than her that weren't commercialized like her. I think that's what she means. Okay, that's fair, and she's not like, as talented as Aaliyah. I would give you, I would give you that, but she was really amazing it for a stretch. She like, was the woman she had like of a the moment. Or, yes. Yeah, she had like a three or four year stretch where yeah. she was as hot as any artist, any female well, artist. She's hot out there, and she's, she's beautiful. Good. Yes, and she's good, but she's not. Her big sad. song was "Foolish." That was, well, that right. was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right, everywhere. Yeah. So, um, anyway, back to the Lakers real quick. Um, LeBron said, "Quote: It's going to take a minute." when it comes to this Lakers big three gelling. And that shouldn't be – I know that that sounds like it should be obvious, but I don't think everyone thinks about it that way. Because, see, you know, in practicality, Cap, we always say, of course, if you put new people together, it should take a minute or whatever. You know, it's no different than this show, right? We've had a lot of moving parts here over the last, you know, couple of years. And, you know, it takes a minute to kind of find your footing. But I think what happens is people – as a society, would you say it's fair that nobody has patience anymore? <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's so, no waiting. I don't wait. Hey, LeBron, what do you mean it's going to take a minute? You're LeBron James. He's Anthony Davis, and that's Russell Westbrook. What minute? What do we have to wait? You should go out there and kill everybody. No, correct. Right. That's what everybody thinks, and that's not how life works. When you're dealing with human beings, I think that that's part of the deal. Like you just have to. It just takes some time. Sometimes for things to adjust and guys to get used to their role and you know a big three there's very few big threes that have gelled very quickly okay um look magic kareem and worthy gelled just fine um but those parts fit you know for that era Right, Magic had the ball in his hands. Worthy, you know, he's you know doing all sorts of stuff, particularly on the fast break. And then you know you dump it down to Kareem, amazing footwork, right? The sky hook, the whole deal, right? Those parts fit. You know, even their rivals, the Celtics, right? Larry Bird, unbelievable player all across the board, but 
you know, obviously could space the floor in an era where there wasn't a lot of spacing. Kevin McHale, unbelievable rebounder, put-back guy. Um, you know, could stretch it a little bit, you know, in that mid-range area. And then Robert Parrish doing his thing down low. Mm-hmm. You look at the – then you have to go, I think, for them, for another big three to have, like, a perfect fit, you have to go to those the Celtics team in 2008 that ended up beating the Lakers in the finals. You know, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and, and Kevin Garnett. And, you know, even look at LeBron's big threes. They've been kind of clunky to start, right? Wade, Bosh, and LeBron, clunky at the beginning. They got it kind of going that first year, and then, you know, the disaster finals, right? Um, you know, in in uh, in, uh, in Cleveland, that was that was the deal, too. Like, that first year, I remember one, there was a game in Portland where Kyrie had one assist, and LeBron was, you could see, was disgusted. Like, just completely disgusted at the way the team was playing that day. And, you know, they end up losing. Now, granted, they got hurt, but they end up losing. So it it does take a minute. But I got to say, I'm guilty, okay, of thinking this. So LeBron and AD and and Russell Westbrook all have a relationship prior to the three of them putting on the same uniform. Mm -hmm. We all heard the story about LeBron and AD going to visit Russ at his place uh, before he actually signed with the Lakers. Then there were stories about how these three guys were doing some offseason working out together, okay? Then there was the LeBron-Vegas pre-training camp, LeBron training camp. So I guess I'm guilty, uh, like everybody else, I think, of, of expecting that last night when the three of them put on the uniform together, even in a preseason game, uh, particularly on the other side where you don't have Steph and you don't have Draymond, and I think I, I thought that, well, okay, you know, they haven't won a preseason game yet. Put the three guys in uniform. Let them just run like it's a pickup game, and that should be enough to win. And clearly, that was not the case last night, as everybody's just trying to figure it all out rather than, okay, we're ready to go. Because they're not ready to go. At least not right now. No, no, absolutely not. They're not ready to go. But that's what the preseason's for. And to be honest, it's what the first 20-some-odd games of the regular season for is for now these days, too, <laughs> to be frank with you. Teams in the NBA for 20 games at the very least are mixing and matching rotations. They're trying to figure some stuff out, what works, what doesn't work. They're, they're, they, they give themselves that cushion, you know, a quarter of the season basically to kind of figure that stuff out. So there's going to be some potential bumpiness to start, and that should be expected is what I would say. Well, this especially because you don't practice. Correct. This isn't LeBron and AD who fit seamlessly. This is adding a third component into the mix, someone who's used to having the ball in his hands, someone who's used to you know, taking as many shots as he needs to. Um, it's been a long time since he's played with three guys or two other guys, right? I mean, you want to go – you have to go way back to when he played with James Harden and Kevin Durant where he played with ball-dominant players or guys that need the ball as much as these two. So it's, it's going to take a minute. And that's all I'm saying is just caution you – with patience. I know no one has patience anymore, right. but patience is going to be necessary. Well, the now, other part of this is, George, is that we're not just talking about three guys, just by the way. You know, it's not like it was LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook on the floor, and it was just those three guys wearing Laker uniforms. There's a lot of other moving parts in here as well sure, that will take some adjustment. But those guys need to fit around them. That That's more on those guys. I'm just talking about the, the, the way they're going to win is because of those three guys. You know, that, that I'll buy that. Is, is the key. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back in a couple minutes. Um, so Lindsay brought to our attention something that is uh, a real problem in the dating world, okay? So we're going to get to that. Uh, plus, the MVP race is on in the NFL, 
And if you're an L.A. football fan, I feel like you should feel pretty good about your chances right now for that particular award and beyond. We'll get to that coming up in just a second. Stick around. We're back in three and a half minutes.